My last time I was on live on Twitch because when you launch Streamlabs, it still like recommend like, ask you what your Twitch title is gonna be, even though you're not streaming on Twitch. Yeah. It was a game my nephew was with Kevin was playing when he was over. That's how long it's been since I've been live on Twitch. But um. Uh, here we are. What's up, everybody? We are back. Uh, day late, which I don't really mind doing Saturdays. I don't know. It's easier. We're more wide awake. I don't have to be on the whole time, but. I wasn't feeling well last night, so we didn't do it. Um, over here. Yes. For some new Pipe Bomb podcast. Wrestling results. Yes. And let's begin. Any any words before we start? Like, I didn't really get to watch wrestling this week, but you said you saw some of it, and you saw SmackDown. So how do you feel about this week? Um, well, I did see Raw and SmackDown. Um, I missed a bit of NXT. I only caught a little bit of it. But uh, the draft um, was a little bit more of a shake-up this year than I was expecting. But it was still the stupid, normal, predictable Stephanie standing there announcing everything. And, I, you know, to me, I, I like I said, the old days, I wish they would throw it into a hopper. And even if it is fixed you know, um, whatever, make it look at least a little more unpredictable so everybody's more shocked, you know, shake things up huge, you yeah, know. Yeah, like, you know, you, remember, you know the, uh, the king, uh, yeah. the king Lawler, when he was, his shock, he was like, ah, and you know, his, like, surprise voice that he did, that was, that was amazing. Yeah. When, like, yeah. they would spin the wheel and then pull the ball out, and I was like, he's been drafted to SmackDown, and then Jared's, Jared, King Lawler's, like, does a little stream. Like, that's what you miss. You know they're, they, yeah. I guarantee almost all the balls in there they had in there at the time was was that dude's name on it. But, yeah. But, I mean, it looked like it was going to be real, so that's what was good about it. Yeah, exactly, and that's, that's the or, thing. Or I they didn't even have any that. names on it, and they just, they, they pretend there was a name on it, you know, but. Yeah, exactly. But this is the thing, like, this is what I miss about it and everything else. But, I mean, it was a good shake-up in that sense of it. Um, Raw was pretty good, and SmackDown was pretty good. Uh, I guess the highlight of the night for me was the uh, farewell match from the New Day, and then Roman Reigns uh, versus Braun Strowman. Yeah. So... Yeah. Alrighty, so let's go ahead and begin... With Monday Night Raw, I mean um, Draft Night Two. Yeah. Uh, let's just go through the draft picks real quick so we can get a sense of what happened. So, Bray Wyatt moves to Raw. Bailey stays on SmackDown. Randy Orton stays on Raw. I don't remember Randy Orton ever being on SmackDown. Yeah. This has been a while. Yeah. The Street Profits move to Raw. Charlotte Flair stays on Raw. Braun Strowman moves to Raw. Daniel Bryan stays on SmackDown. Matt Riddle moves to Raw. Keith, uh, Keith Owens. Kevin Owens moves to SmackDown. Jeff Hardy moves to Raw. Retribution stays on Raw. Yeah, they're probably too early to draft. Lars Sullivan stays on SmackDown. Keith Lee stays on Raw. King Corbin stays on SmackDown. Alexa Bliss heads to Raw. Elias heads to Raw. Sami Zayn stays on SmackDown. Lacey Evans heads to Raw. Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro stay on SmackDown. Sheamus heads to Raw. Nikki Cross heads to Raw. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode had the SmackDown. I miss it. It's just Bobby Roode. I don't like it. Robert Roode sounds yeah. so weird. R-Truth yeah. stays on Raw. Apollo Crews heads to SmackDown. Dabakato heads to Raw. Titus O'Neil stays on Raw. Carmelo stays on SmackDown. Peyton Roy stays on Raw. Alistair Black's... <laughs> Black's? Hell, I'm messing up today. Alistair Black 
heads to SmackDown, and Akira Tozawa stays on Raw. Those are your draft picks for night two. Yep. Drew McIntyre starts his fight with Randy Orton early. Randy Orton addressed his victory over Drew McIntyre. He called his pinfall victory a sign of things to come. He told the Scottish psychopath that he would pin him. I swear every week he's got a new name. Next week he's going to be named the Scottish Freshly Squeezed. Yes, no doubt, right? Freshly Squeezed <laughs> in Orange Cassidy. The Scottish psychopath that he uh, he would pin him once again at WWE Hell in a Cell, which I cannot wait for. The WWE Champion interrupted the Viper, telling him that he was not waiting until Sunday. Is that this Sunday? Uh, the 25th. Yeah, that'd be this Sunday, yep. Well, well, I mean, like, next week. Yeah, not tomorrow, but next Sunday, yeah. I gotta watch that. I can't wait. I love Hell in a Cell. I know, me too. Except when, <laughs> except when they have a Hell in a Cell without anyone ever getting outside the ring. Those are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the WWE Champion interrupted the Viper, telling him that he was not waiting on Sunday. The two fought in the ring and outside before McIntyre threw him onto the Raw announce table. Orton went up running to ramp the ramp to avoid taking a Claymore. Grade was a B-. minus. Yeah. The storyline between McIntyre and Randy is just going to be good no matter what. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's, it's starting to fizzle out, though, just because you can see how things are changing. You yeah. know, like they're trying to take Randy Orton in a new direction. I feel like and everything else. I feel like Hell in a Cell is going to be the end of the rivalry. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, this is the thing. I I think personally, I think Randy Orton should still win one more title. He should win this I mean, title. I, I think I, Drew I, should move to SmackDown or something. Like I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, he's held it for quite a while. I'm not saying that Drew doesn't deserve it because he's worked hard for it. He really does deserve it, and he deserves to keep it as well. But, I mean, Randy Orton's getting up in age. He's a lot older than than Drew. And it's, um, I think he just deserves to have it one more time before he actually retires soon, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. Yeah. No disqualification. Kevin Owens versus Aleister Black. My boy, a oh. My boy A-Lister. Oh, yeah. This contest yeah. started off hot. Aleister Black went after Kevin Owens with everything he had and then some. He used tables and steel chairs, including blasting KO with diving double diving double knees through a stack of chairs. KO refused to stay down. He needed to make his defense a definitive statement against the Dutch destroyer, catching him with a stunner. Owens then powerbombed Black through a table to make the victory. Or to take the victory. Result KO defeat Black by pinfall grade A minus. It was a good match. It really was. I like Alistair Black, <clears throat> and I really like KO and how he's coming on strong now. Um, I really, yeah, I enjoyed this match. It was really good. Now, disqualification matches tend to be good just because of how destructive they are. Yeah, but no, this was really good, though. If you, um, like, Kevin Owens is starting to really come out of his shell and just become a powerhouse, and I like that. Miss TV goes wrong twice. Uh, of the, course. The Miz and John Morrison welcomed Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, clearly trying to break up the new tag team. Instead, the two women stood up for each other. Natalia and Lana came out at the mention of the Battle Royal to come, and a fight broke out between the women. Miz and Morrison attempted to recover by putting each other over along with their future in WWE. However, Lars Sullivan arrived. The A-lister battled or bawled while the Shaman of Sexy was manhandled. Yep. 
<laughs> it was kind of funny. Or bailed. Well, well, that I look like an owl. My bad. The A-lister bailed while the salmon of sexy was manhandled. Grade was a D. Yeah, it was funny. It wasn't good, but it was funny because he was. It was kind of. It didn't flow well. Um, the way that they were trying to attack Mandy Rose and everything and. Um, it was really good though because in the sense for me I like getting the Miz uh, like seeing the Miz get the crap beat out of him so it was, Miz I know Ann but Morrison. Miz ran away of course right but still That's I like seeing him yeah but um, yeah it was funny I thought it was hilarious <laughs> Seth Rollins versus yeah. AJ Styles versus Jeff Hardy yep that was good. Seth Rollins was glad to leave for Friday Night SmackDown, but he was sorry for leaving the fans wounded with his departure. He told the Red Brand it could not possibly recover for, uh, from losing him. Jeff Hardy arrived to stake his claim in the Monday Night Messiah's place at the top of Raw. Uh, R Rollins walked out after announcing that Hardy would face Lars Sullivan on Friday. AJ Styles arrived, arrived to mock the charismatic enigma, and Styles and Rollins got into an argument. Hardy took out both men and demanded a triple threat. This match went back and forth as all three men wanted to make a statement before they were separated by brands. Hardy especially looked motivated to take this victory, even when it felt like he was fighting against both men in a handicap match. That's how it always feels, especially when I'm playing the video games and it's a handicap match. That they all like yeah. all the AIs just start turning after me. I'm like, stop! I'm not even doing anything. <laughs> they all just look at me. And I'm like, dude. Um, or like, I'll go to uh. I'll be in like a um, a rumble match, right? And I'm trying to eliminate yeah. somebody, and then the AI comes and punches me to interrupt. It. I'm like, "Why are you interrupting me? It's a rumble. It's a free for all. Let me eliminate him." <laughs> Jeez. Back off, dude. <laughs> like, stop letting them free. <laughs> I hate that. So, that's, that's, so I feel you, Jeff Hardy, in that one. Uh, all three yeah. men were too resilient, especially with the odd man out breaking up pinfall attempts. Rollins thought he had the stomp on the the phenomenal one, but ran into a Hardy tilt a world DDT off Styles for a near fall. Styles, that sounds that sounds cool. Yeah, it does. Hardy, uh, tilt the world DDT. Starty's, uh, starty. Uh, Styles trapped Rollins in the calf crusher, and then broke it to allow Hardy to hit a swanton bomb on Rollins. But still, the Messiah kicked out. Elias ran in and bashed Hardy with a guitar to set up a victory for the phenomenal one. Later in the night, Elias explained that he blames Hardy for injuring him in the car accident, even though the culprit was still at large. He promised a grand return next week. Style, result: Styles defeats Hardy and Rollins by pinfall, and it was a grade was an A. Yeah, like I said, Raw had the most uh, grand rated things, and that, like you said, it's probably because the draft week, so like start everything up. Which this was a draft week match, so yeah, you're right. Mandy yeah. Rose and Dana Brooke versus Natalia and Lana. Yeah. A lot of, um, I would say, undercard talent, bottom card talent, I would say. Yeah. Following up on the women's brawl on Ms. TV, uh, Rob booked a tag team match. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke tried to keep the action moving quickly, but Natalia and Lana isolated Brooke in the corner to slow the pace. Lana took too much time to taunt Godsgrave's creation, allowing Rose to tag in. Rose hit a uh, low bicycle knee to set up a Brooke or to set up Brooke to connect on an elevated senton bomb off her shoulders for the win. The Queen of Hearts told her tag team partner that she was done with her. Result, Rose and Brooke defeat Natalia and Lana by pinfall. Grade C-. minus. Yeah. Angel. Yeah. 
Ninja Garza um, versus Andrade is next, but go ahead and tell me your thought on it. Go ahead. No, go ahead. We're still talking about the last match, so go ahead. Um, I was gonna say Seth. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I hope he takes time off soon. That's all. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna but... get his ass kicked by the by the uh, the Mysterio family anyway. So <laughs> that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. He gets everything he deserves. That's all I say. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Angel Garza <laughs> versus Andrade. Yay. <laughs> Zelina Vega watched on commentary as Andrade and Andrew Garza finally settled their dispute in the ring. She said she was done after tonight with both men. El Idolo was far too focused on making a statement to his former manager. While Garza just wanted to pick up a, vic uh, pick up a victory. He managed to catch Andrade with the wing clipper for a surprise quick victory. Afterward, Alexa Bliss arrived to the Fiend's music, followed by Bray Wyatt. Wyatt and Bliss laid out Andrade and Vega together. Uh, result, Garza defeats Andrade by pinfall. Now, they don't tell you that it was actually with the Sister Abigails. They don't tell you that one. But yes, it was twin Sister Ab uh, Abigails. Uh, grade was a C+. Plus. Yeah. Honestly, I think the only thing keeping the grade higher was the whole Bliss and Ray uh, Sister Abigail segment. Yeah. That's probably the only reason that can stay up to a C+. Plus. <laughs> Raw Tag Team Championships, New Day versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Okay. After the Street Profits were officially drafted to SmackDown, Adam Pearce uh, facilitated the trending or the trading of the tag team titles. As New Day and the Profits needed to hold the title of their brands going forward, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler complained that they deserved a title shot. New Day agreed. The Glorious One and the show off knew they needed to grind down Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods with technical wrestling, and it worked for a time. However, the tag team champions were the WWE. <laughs> Tag team champions were done working slow after months on the shelf. Uh, Woods got the hot tag went off. It was clear how much he missed wrestling, hitting the honor roll, and then nearly taking the win against Ziggler with the DDT. The show off. Uh, now let me let me before I advance. Let me tell you, Ziggler's for uh, Xavier Woods' freaking uh, shining wizard move is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. The shining wizard yeah. is such an awesome move. It's like not yeah. even like it's, it's like a. I can't explain. It's just a weird move, but it's cool. The the show off, uh, yeah. fought back with a DDT of his own for a near fall. Woods kicked out another close count after a rude spinebuster. Kofi took out the show off on the outside. Took out the show off on the outside, and New Day retained the tag team titles with the Midnight Hour. Result: Kofi yeah. and Woods defeat Ziggler and Rude by pinfall. Grade A. Yeah, it was really good. I'm not going to say much else than that. It was just really, really good. Yeah, two matches left for Raw. It was a big night. Raw was. It was a big match. Well, that's that's the thing. Advantage of Raw having an extra hour. You can get those extra matches in. Yeah, exactly. See, see, I like when it's a lot of matches. I, I didn't like when they had it when they added the hour and they do it a lot. Where a lot of like a whole hour worth of just talking. Yeah. Instead of just fighting, like, I'm like, just bring it back to two hours. You get more production in SmackDown in two hours than you did in round three. But they had a lot of matches that night, so I'll give them credit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ricochet joins Hurt Business if he loses. Ricochet versus Cedric Alexander. I like Cedric. You like Cedric? 
I like Cedric. I think he's a good wrestler. Him and uh, Apollo Crews are really hey, good. Don't talk about his storyline in uh, 205 Live, though. You know, we don't want to forget <laughs> the storyline <laughs> with uh, Miss Fox. I mean, I. Yeah. Satrak! <laughs> Satrak! I couldn't stand that. She got all crazy. And then she ended up getting with uh, the Scottish uh, Super. Or what was it? The, what was it? No, not the Scottish. What was it? The British. No, it was the. She was with um, what's his name that just came back on. It was Noam, uh, Noam Dar was the one she got with. Yeah, yeah, but she she was also with uh, for in real life. She was with uh, what's his name. Um, the one who just came back on NXT as a commentator. British. Oh no! You yeah, Noam Dar was a Scottish supernova, is what it was. No, I know, but it wasn't Noam Dar. It was uh, the guy who just came back. He was gone for like a year or something like that. What? The Brian Kendrick? I don't know. <laughs> no, he was the British guy. The, um, the oh, the, you know who I mean, right? Someone now? Came... No, he just came back. I don't know, <laughs> dude. That's uh, all right. I can't remember his name now. It's on the tip of my tongue. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> Ricochet found the Hurt Business backstage and told the group he was done fighting. He wanted the feud ended uh, defend, or definitively. He stated that he was done with Hurt Business if he defeated a member of the stable tonight. But if he lost, he would join the group. MVP was... Uh, what, was it? what? MVP was clearly frustrated with Cedric Alexander not getting aggressive enough. But the youngest member of the Hurt Business was clearly taking over the contest. Um, after a uh, Michinoku driver nearly took the win, Alexander accidentally hit the referee, of course. In the ensuing chaos, Ricochet grabbed a chair that MVP threw into the ring and faked getting hit, causing the referee to disqualify Alexander. Result, Ricochet defeats Alexander by disqualification to end his rivalry with the Hurt Business. Grade B+. Okay, Eddie Guerrero, I see you. Yeah, exactly, right? He would smack the person with the title, or like he'd go to smack him with the title, and then he'd act like he got smacked with it, and be like, "No, nah, ref, it was him." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eddie, that was like an iconic thing that Eddie used to do, though. I remember he did that so much. Oh yeah. I'm like, there's, so only, there's only a matter of time, ref, so you can stop. You can keep falling for that. He does it every yeah. week, and it's always the same anime. It's the same way he's knocked out. The belt's always laying on top of him. Oh no, what he'll do yeah. is he'll throw the belt at the person. They'll grab it, and then Eddie will lay down. I'm like he yeah. does it. He does it every other yeah. week. Refs, can you not catch him? <laughs> I know it's. I know. I was kind of shocked when I saw Ricochet do that, but I'm like, because that's not Ricochet. He's not like he's. Well, a if you remember, I think it was Eddie's birthday sometime last week, wasn't it? Yes, that's true too. So for them to do that, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> always like, because when I was younger, I didn't realize it was scripted. So I'm like, I'm like, refs, how can you keep falling for that? He does it every week. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but they just don't see it. This is the thing, right? Yeah, you could, you could, you could, you could uh, tap the ref on the shoulder, and they get knocked out for twenty minutes. Exactly. Yeah. They're, like, they're made out of jello. Nia Jax yeah. talked a big game early. Oh wait, I gotta tell you what the matches stuff. Uh, it was dual brand number one contender women's battle royal. Ooh. Women's battle royal. Uh yeah, I gotta tell you something first, though. I figured out who that guy was that Alicia Fox dated. It was uh, Wade Barrett. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, she dated him in real life. Lucky lucky man. <laughs> yes, apparently. She, she, she's a beauty. 
Uh, Nia, Nia Jax talked a big game early, so this is the, the women's battle royal for the number one contender match. Nia Jax talked a big game early, and then and she backed it up until Shayna Baszler eliminated her own tag team partner, of course. The field thinned until Bianca Belair took out possibly the favorite in the Queen of Spades. The Riot Squad took out the, e, the EST. I'm assuming that's the establishment. Setting up a surprise fi uh, Final Four. Lacey Evans and Natalia worked together to take out Ruby Riot and Lynn Morgan. The two remaining heels fought to the apron where the Queen of Hearts took down the sassy Southern Belle. The ravishing Russian knocked her friend off the apron and went in a shocking betrayal. Um, during the match, Randy Orton... Now, the thing with, uh, with Lana... Um, was, uh, yeah. I, I think I saw, like, the end of this match because I think I was watching baseball that day and it, just, it was on TBS, so... Or not TBS, but the same network. So I think I saw yeah. it. She came in, like, because she wasn't ever eliminated, so she came back in while she was, like, on the side of the ring, and she knocked her out of the ring or whatever. So yeah. did the whole, you know, uh, Shawn Michaels thing that came out at the end of the match. Uh, during yeah. the match, Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre brawled backstage. <laughs> That's probably why this got a great grade it did. Uh, the mm -hmm. two fought to the ring and were barely held back by the end. Uh, Lana wins the dual, brands women, the dual brand women's battle royal to become a new number one contender to the Raw Women's Championship. Grade was a C-. minus. Yeah, I wasn't impressed. No. Uh, I wasn't yeah. I mean, yeah. It is what it is. I just wasn't excited this week, except for last night. I was excited for a couple of matches, but, you know, that was it. Yeah. yeah. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yep. NXT. Number one contender, Oni Lorcan. And Dan didn't Oni Lorcan, wasn't he supposed to be leaving? Yeah, that's what I heard. I guess he got a new contract. I don't know. No more contender, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burke versus Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish. They all got some mean-looking faces. Oh, do they ever. I wouldn't want Roddy to Roddy Strong is the only face that looks kind of nice out of all of them. They all look, like, freaking pissed, and then Roddy, Roddy Strong's just kind of hanging out, smiling. Yeah, I wouldn't want to meet them in a dark alley. Oh, dear that, Lord. So. <clears throat> Kyle O'Reilly warned whoever oh, injured Adam Cole that payment was coming. He also set the stage for a second golden privacy, beginning with Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish becoming NXT Tag Team Champions. I'm the Tag yeah. Team Champions. No, I'm the Tag Team Champions. Oni Lorcan, do you remember that? Yep. <laughs> like, I'm the Tag Team Champions. It just sounded so funny saying it. No, I, I love Team Hell No. That was so funny. And they were so good too. Uh, oh yeah. Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch Birch were uh, used, or they used physical offense to take an early lead, but undisputed era got crafty to take the lead. Fa da go and Tyler Breeze watched mm -hmm. closely as Strong and Fish isolated Lorcan until Lorcan dodged a diving headbutt and got the, and get the hot tag to Birch. Uh, the British superstar landed a headbutt on the Messiah of the back on the on the Messiah of the backbreaker. Followed by an elevated DDT with his tag team partner. Everyone's a messiah of something in WWE nowadays. Uh, yeah. Partner's assistance. Yeah, yeah. But Fish saved the pinfall. Undisputed error caught Lorcan alone. And Strong finished the match with a jumping knee. Result. Strong and Fish defeat Lorcan and Burge by pinfall to become the new number one contenders to the NXT Tag Team Championships. Grade B+. Yeah, it wasn't bad. No, I wouldn't say it was. 
No, it was a good match. But like I said, I mean, they're tough customers anyways, right? Um, their faces, I wouldn't want, like I said before, I wouldn't want to meet them in a dark alley. They are scary looking. Yeah. No. No, I agree. Yeah, I don't want to, I, I, I'll be like, yo, I'm glad you're having a good day, sir. I don't want to ruin it. So have a good one. Exactly. See you on the flip side. Ember Moon interview. <laughs> Jake Atlas versus Sh uh, Ashante the Adonis. Ember Moon explained in an interview that she only wanted to return at one brand when she knew she was quit for action. NXT. She named the many women that she was willing to go through to become the NXT Women's Champion. Ashante the Adonis showed off his natural confidence when he went after Jake Atlas from the start. However, Atlas was just a little faster than his opponent. Uh... Raul Mendoza and Jacqueline Wild distracted both men, leading to Atlas catching Adonis with an inside cradle for three. I hate inside cradles. They're, they're the most freaking bum freaking killing match. You know, you get the inside cradle, the little, like, roll-up pins. Those, yeah. are, those are the freaking worst. <laughs> exactly. Afterward, the member of Legado del Fantasma tried to attack Adonis instead. Atlas dived onto both to send them running. Santos Escobar joined his friends before Isaiah Swerve Scott appeared with steel chairs. Ooh, for each man, sorry. The cruiserweight uh, trio stood firm against Legado del Fantasma. Result, Atlas defeats Adonis by pinfall, grade C. Nice. Johnny Gargano versus Austin Theory. Mmm. Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae explained in an interview ahead of their matches that they were confident that they would be champions soon. The Rebel Heart was more focused on Damian Priest versus Dexter Loomis than Austin Theory. Uh, Theory took advantage of Gargano's arrogance early, managing to overwhelm him with focused offense. However, the Rebel Heart was still a few steps ahead once he realized Theory was a real challenger. Just as the Rebel Heart seemed to be turning the match into a clinic all day, all day caught him with the ATL. Theory caught him with a super kick, but Gargano refused to stay down. Gargano ducked a pair of ATL attempts, then connected on a super kick into a lawn dart. Finally, <laughs> lawn dart. That's nice. Finally, the Rebel Heart just put the contest. Uh, the Rebel Heart put the contest away with the one final beat. Result: Gargano defeats Theory by pinfall, grade A minus. You love to see it. Gargano's awesome. Yeah, you know what? I really like him for a heel. You know, like. He just makes me laugh, but he's he's smart. Yeah. Yeah, he's very smart. He acts like an ass, but he isn't one. He's very smart. Are you a big ass? Or I remember in, um, <laughs> in uh, Bar Rescue, uh, yeah. the one guy, he was like a bowling alley, but he had like a bar with this one, the more newer episodes. And yeah. he was like a Vietnam veteran or whatever. And he owned it, and he was like really harsh. And he was like a douchebag. And they asked us, yeah. like, he's like, is your father a little ass? Is he a big ass or a little ass? And he's like, well, he's a big ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's a big ass, but he like it's like how Triple H is. You just like it because of how good he is, his assness. He's he's got a good he's good at being an ass. So, yeah. Exactly. Um, number one contender: Candice LeRae versus Shotzi Blackheart. Sure, oh, that see. was actually a pretty good match, I have to say. Yeah. Um, Raquel Gonzalez challenged Rhea Ripley to a one-on-one -on -one match at Halloween Havoc. The Nightmare decided to get the fight started early, only for officials to keep them apart. 
Shotzi Blackheart tried to outmaneuver Candice LeRae with her unpredictable offense, but the Poison Pixie knocked her into a steel post and then blasted her face first into the apron. The underdog fought back. Ooh, dang it. <laughs> Even, uh, I'm sleepy too today, I apologize. Even after LeRae hit her with a suplex off the second rope and a springboard moonsault. Hitting her second win, Blackheart fired back twice in a row. LeRae escaped the diving senton just barely. Andy Hartwell passed the Poison Pixie brass knuckles, allowing her to Blast Blackheart for the win. The Ray defeats Blackheart by pinfall to become the new number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. Grade A. Yeah, it was good. I really liked that match. Um, of course, you know, Candice LeRae come out with her fairy wings. But, no, it was really good. It was a great match. And, you know, Shaanxi did give her, um, give her all to try and win but she needs to get John Cena so she can be Sh uh, Sean Cena yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Tony Storm oh, yeah. versus Aaliyah with Robert Stone mm -hmm. yeah. yeah Robert Stone right. coached Aaliyah from ringside as she gave Tony Storm a decent fight early however Storm managed to brush off her ring rust and plant the only current member of the Robert Stone brand with Storm Zero uh, William Regal announced Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez was official for Halloween Havoc. Uh, Shali and Bo and Bo Boa, wah, wait for a match <laughs> next week to turn a look around. And the NXT general manager promised to consider it. The result: Storm defeats Aliyah by pinfall, grade D plus. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it, the, the reason is, here's the first sentence, the reason is, sorry to cut you off, for a supposed squash squash match, Storm did not get much offense in this contest. Nope. So, yeah. Yeah. It, put it this way, it was, it was an all right match, um, but, uh, I don't know, it just wasn't long enough, and as much as I like Storm, yeah, the match wasn't long enough. She's got a big booty, though. She does. <laughs> that's she all, does. That's all the camera pants. That's all you see when she walks out. Is just that freaking thing, just you know, like a big cushion. Exactly. Killian Dane and <laughs> yes, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick versus Imperium. Okay. Drake Maverick tried to convince Killian Dane to agree to his various plans for their marketing as a tag team, including a name the Fury and the Furry. <laughs> Who do you name? The Fury and the Furry. That's weird. But the Beast of Belfast yeah. was not interested. Uh, Dane shut down the team theme music uh, immediately and then started the contest. He had no interest in Maverick getting into the action. However, after Marcel uh, Bartel and Fabian Eng uh, Eichner wore him down, the Beast of Belfast was forced to tag in Maverick. Imperium landed the, the implosion, Imperial Implosion, the victory. Ever Ever Rice taunted and bullied Maverick after until Dane ran both heels over. The Beast of Belfast told his new partner that nobody hits you but me. <laughs> Aww, it was like a big brother. Aww. Aww. Result, Imperium yeah. defeat Dane and Maverick with pinfall. Grade B minus. Nobody hits you but me. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's literally how my brother was. He used to beat the crap out of me growing up. And as soon as someone yeah. laid their hands on me, like at recess, and like not like push me down, like because we had like a hill. Because like at the basketball yeah. court, and then like there's like a hill outside of it. He like pushed me down the hill. Oh, my brother yeah. beat the crap out of him on the spot. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, my brother did the same for me when I was little. I used to get bullied by this guy after school. My brother finally caught him one day, took him across the street away from school because <laughs> he was smart. 
and beat the crap out of him. <laughs> See, my brother wasn't very smart when he got to anger. He kind of forgot about it, the rules. <laughs> and then... <laughs> uh, NXT North American Championship. Uh, Damian Priest, champion versus Dexter Loomis. Mm. Dexter Loomis clearly creeped out Damian Priest, but the NXT... That's the fact that that's the first line. But the NXT North American <laughs> Champion went after him and all, uh, all the same. He used a hard-hitting, fast-paced style that the challengers struggled to, sh uh, to slow. Lumis found sudden momentum with the Bulldog and Spinebuster. Classics. Classics. Yeah. See, that's how you know it's a North American match. Yeah, exactly. Well, I can't really say that because British Bulldog used to... But, I mean, Bulldogs sure. and Spinebusters were still, like, American, you know, classic wrestling moves. He refused yeah. to stay down to any of the uh, any of the Archer of Infamy's devastating offense. What's up with all these new titles people have themselves? I don't, I, I don't ever remember that being like a thing as much. I mean, I remember like the Dead Man and stuff and the Phenom, but it never was, you know, the Archer of Infamy, <laughs> the the Monday Night Messiah. You know, it, it yeah, I know. Freshly squeezed. They're running out of ideas. Yeah, they're running out of ideas now, so they're trying to get anything they, they can. They're using these Dungeons and Dragons names as their characters, as their people now. So exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. I, I, the Archer of Infamy rolls a six. <laughs> <laughs> Takes him down with a clothesline. No. Um. <laughs> he walks into a trap and dies instantly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, uh, even an ankle lock. The height of Priest saved him from the Katagatame uh, into the silence. Uh, Cameron Grimes snuck into sneak attack Loomis, setting up the South of Heaven by Priest for the win. The NXT North American champion gave Grimes the reckoning for getting involved. As Priest celebrated, Johnny Gargano struck him with a steel chair from behind. William Regal announced that both Gargano and Candice LeRae would get title opportunities, but Shotzi Blackheart announced both match types would be determined with the spin the wheel, make a deal. Result, Priest... What does she have to say? She lost. Why did she get... I know, right? Why did she get any say? She got... Well, I mean, she did lose the Knuckles, but... So maybe that's what it is. But yeah, maybe. Was that Priest defeats Loomis by pinfall to retain the NXT? Yeah, but you know it happens. You lose, you lose. Priest yeah. defeats Loomis yeah. by pinfall to retain the NXT North American Championship, Grade B. Yeah, it wasn't a bad match. I mean, Damian Priest is awesome, um, but yeah, it wasn't bad. It was a decent it was a size. Match. It was a decent yeah. length match, so that made it good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Down to two shows. All right. Smackdown results. October 16th. Yes. Was good. Jeff Hardy versus Lars Sullivan. Can I say something about Smackdown first? You can. Before you get into that match. I was kind of impressed with the way they did it. It was the season premiere of Smackdown. And it was really good because... In the, they did the farewell thing for um, the New Day, which I am glad in a way that they're splitting up. I mean, New it gives Day like sucks. A... New. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> but it gives uh, Biggie a chance to branch off on his own and become his own, like his own person away from them, and you know, get his identity back. So he is. He is a Biggie. Yeah, he is a biggie. Um, <laughs> Big E. Langston. Uh, yep, exactly. So I, I think this is a good thing for the New Day. And, I mean, uh, they're bros. It's going to be difficult for them. But 
you know, they'll fare fine away. Bros, the hype. Bros. Yeah. Hype. Bro. Oh man, that was such a terrible tag team. I know. All of right? it is a mojo. I, I couldn't stand Mojo Rowdy. <laughs> I would have rather Gronkowski been the actual partner to This is you. true. I, I didn't like Mojo either. He was kind of he gave up this I I'm an idiot persona. He like, acted really like he dumb. was Rob Gronkowski and then he brought Rob Gronkowski yeah. with him. I'm like, it's the same person. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So what's the difference? <laughs> yeah. I'd rather so. just see the actual athlete in there and making doing some stuff. You have Gronk versus Brock. Like they're the same size. I mean, exactly. On. Oh, jeez. No. All right. The season premiere opened up with the roster on the stage while Triple H, my man, and Stephanie stood in the ring. They hyped the segments uh, scheduled for the show. It took all of two minutes before the whole roster started brawling. Of course. Uh, yep. The fight spilled into the ring after Stephanie and the game made a quick escape. And with Jeff Hardy hitting Lars Sullivan with a twist of fate. Their match began after the break. The, the charismatic Enigma tried to get the upper uh, hand again, but Sullivan ran him over like a steamroller. The freak, yep. the freak threw him across the ring and hit a standing or a sliding clothesline for a quick two count. Hardy roll, rolled out the way to avoid a huge splash from the top rope and unloaded with a, fl a flurry of right hands. Hardy dropped him with a twist of fate, but Sullivan was back up before he could hit a swanton. He grabbed Hardy and hit the freak accident for the win. Great C. Yep. The look on, the best part of that match was the look on Jeff's face when he turned around to do the the Swanton and looked over and realized that Lars was standing there, you know, and he went, Oh my gosh. <laughs> like he was like, Holy crap. Right? So that was the best part of the match, yeah. I think. Just seeing yeah. that look on his face of like, I'm screwed. <laughs> like, wait, it was a prank, bro. Like, yeah. Dude, I, I, I was kidding. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was good. It was good. The New Day versus Cesaro, Seamus, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Yo. Nakamura! Yeah, their farewell match because now they're no longer a tri team. <laughs> and Seamus is leaving too because Seamus is going to Raw. So. He's going to give it Raw. Yup. He's going to Raw. <laughs> he said he's going to Raw and he's going to change the whole roster. With, yep. with one fatal kick to the jaw. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you make your head spin. <laughs> the, his size 20 boots to your head. Kingston, <laughs> Woods, and Biggie came out and delivered an emotional promo about how they won't be a trio anymore after the draft split the group. Cesaro, well, Kingston and uh, Xavier are still together, weren't they? So there'll still be New Day. It's just uh, Biggie going on his own, isn't it? Yep. That's what I the, the biggie staying on SmackDown and the New Day's going, or um, Xavier and uh, Kofi are going to Raw. Yep. Isn't it? Yeah. Cesaro, I knew, I knew that Big E guess, but I didn't know if the other, any other ones who did, apparently not. But yeah. Cesaro, Sheamus, and Shinsuke Nakamura gave a quick interview backstage about how they are looking forward to ruining the New Day's farewell match. We returned from a break to see. Woods and Nakamura already fighting in the ring. Kingston came in and hit a double stomp for a near fall. The next several minutes were a series of tags and double teams by the heel team. They kept Kingston isolated until he was able to break 
to break free and make the tag to Biggie. Cesaro was able to take the big man down, but a tag to Woods allowed the New Day to hit a double team for a two count. The next two minutes, or the next few minutes, we saw both teams trade big moves back and forth. Woods and, and E hit midnight hour for the pin and the win. They embraced in the middle of the ring to celebrate the win. Grade A minus. Yeah, it was a good match. It really was. I was the the amount of times that I thought the New Day was going to lose, and even my son said to me, he's like. Well, normally when they do matches like that, whoever's leaving the show automatically loses, right? And I said, yeah, well, I said maybe they won't. So, And they ended up winning. Um, but it, I thought they uh, put up a good fight anyway. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you say uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Dan O'Brien is back. Yes, he is. Yay! The goat, okay. the goat man himself. Yep. Brian made his triumphant return to SmackDown and talked about how much he has missed the WWE Universe and how much he loves the Thunderdome. He, he, oh, is he, is he facing it? He waved to Bree and Birdie on top of the screens, uh, on one of the screens, before talking about how excited he is to be back. He said he couldn't wait to get back into the ring with some of the new faces before Seth Rollins came out on the stage. He said it was good to see Brian back, but he did, he did it in his usual villainous way. They, they've had a rivalry back in the day, too, so it's good to see them going back. Yeah. They had the Authority Era issues. Uh, they traded yep. some insults, and Brian taunted Rollins until the SmackDown Savior attacked him. The SmackDown Savior. Okay. Yeah. The S-Man yes yes returned the favor with a running clothesline and a flurry of yes kicks. Ray and Dominic Mysterio came out as Rollins tried to run away. Rollins foolishly thought he could get Brian to fight by his side, but he left the Messiah yes. alone. Uh, the Murphy ran to the ring to... St- Murphy ran to the ring to stand next to Rollins, but ended up attacking him to officially sever their alliance. Grade B. Yeah, it was, you know what, it was, I thought that Daniel and Seth were going to fight. I was kind of disappointed that they didn't have a match, uh, but I guess that's not what they were there to do last night. But, like, um, Seth deserves everything he gets for all the trouble that he caused between um, Murphy and the uh, Mysterios, but Murphy did a lot of it on his own, too, because he attacked Dominic and everything else as well. Um, Maybe in time, they'll become, you know, they'll be able to trust each other, but uh, but right now, the Mysterios kind of walked away from a handshake that Murphy tried to offer, so. Yeah. But Seth got what he he deserved. So... (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, the Street Profits versus the Street Profits versus Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler SmackDown tag titles. How many title opportunities are these homies gonna get? Yeah, I know. They, I'm we, done. We were just talking about them having one on, on Monday. I know, but I mean, the thing is, like, I feel bad for Dolph and and Robert because it, it's. Dolph is a good wrestler. Like, Rhodes is a good wrestler. Exactly, and the fact that they're not getting title, cha- uh, like title chances and stuff like that, to win them and hang on to them or whatever, it just kind of blows me away, and it kind of makes me feel like they're not using the two of them properly, especially Dolph, who's been there longer than Rude. You know, it, uh, uh, you know what I'm like. Anyways. I just, I think enough is enough. 
Yeah. Give them some titles, you know. I agree. Yeah. They're they're both talents being wasted. Yep. Um. Anyway, Ziggler and and Angelo Dawkins started uh for their tag teams with a fast paced exchange. Rude was quick to tag in and stomp Dawkins into the mat before hitting a nice vertical suplex for a two count. The glorious one, the glorious one, brought the show off back in for a double team move, but Montez Ford broke up the pin. The ref ended up calling for the bell, and everyone refused to stop brawling and get out of the ring. The challengers beat up Dawkins a bit before Ford took them down with a huge crossbody to both guys. Ric Flair mm-hmm. was shown watching on one of those uh, screens with a huge smile on his face. Grade C minus. Yeah, man, yeah. kind of sucked. There wasn't a victor, so. No. It is. That's what I'm saying. It is what it is. It's it was probably a whole grade and a half from just friggin' the smile from Ric Flair. Yeah. Banks and yeah. Bailey. Yes. Bailey and Sasha Banks were out of were out after a commercial break to sign their Hell in a Cell contract. Adam Pierce oversaw the proceedings. Bank wasted no time signing the contract, but Bailey jabbered on a bit about how the boss was baggage she was happy to dump. The role model said Banks is just angry because she didn't turn on Bailey first, but the boss reminded her of all the time she had her back. Uh, grade B plus. Yeah, it was a good sitting to watch the two of them together finally and seeing how much this is heating up. But yeah, um, Bailey did look really nervous when Sasha stood up and started telling her and everything else. But uh, in normal Bailey fashion, she backed out of the ring and you know ran away and but she didn't sign the contract <clears throat> so yeah yeah I was disappointed Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman Universal Championship yay sorry <laughs> <laughs> they locked up and fought for control until Reigns dumped Strowman out of the ring as the monster among men tried to get back in, the tribal chief drilled him with a Superman punch. I'm the tribal chief. Reigns remained dominant, or maintained dominance over the big man for quite some time. The former champion caught him in the mid, caught him in midair and slammed him into the ring post before throwing him over the announce table. We returned from a break to see Strowman still in the driver's seat. He ran into a boot into the corner in the corner before the big dog sidestepped him into the ring. Post he the ring post he recovered quickly and choke slam uh, range for a two count. As the champ kicked out, he hit a low blow just like he did to Jey Uso during their match. He hit the super, the spear, but Strowman kicked out at two. He went for a second, but the but when Strowman caught him, Reigns attempted a guillotine submission. Surprisingly, Strowman tapped out. Uso came out on the stage to watch as Reigns hit Strowman with a spear. Reigns uh, told him to come to the ring. But he he waited with a steel chair. Uh, let me make sure this is muted. Yeah, it's muted. Some freaking thing popped up on my screen. Um, he told Uso that he doesn't want to hurt him like Strowman before he hit the big man with the chair a few times. Reigns put the chair down and turned around to give Uso a chance to hit him. His cousin refused, but when Reigns turned around, he he decked him and nailed a super kick. He picked up the chair and smashed Reigns across the back a few times. As the officials held him back, Reigns popped up and hit a Superman punch. Grade B. Yeah. It, it was eventful. It was pretty good. I I would have given it a little better than a B, honestly. 
Um, but uh, I do understand why it just was that thing of you want to see Jay kick Roman's butt. I'd love to see anybody kick Roman's butt right about now, even though he's my future husband. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I would love to see anybody kick his butt right now. True. Yep. NXT Dynamite, or not NXT Dynamite, AW Dynamite, NXT Dynamite. Could you imagine NXT versus AW at like a Survivor Series type of show? Yeah. That'd be, that'd that'd be, be crazy. Yeah. NXT Dynamite. Anyway, AW Dynamite results for anniversary show. It was October 14th. So a few days ago, Wednesday. Uh, FTR versus Best Friends, AW Tag Team Championships. This whole night seemed to be a cha a championship uh, night, so so you'd expect yeah. it to have the good ratings, but we'll see. Yeah, exactly. The show started with both teams in the ring. Justin Roberts gave the official introductions, and the match got underway. As usual, Tully uh, Blankard was with FTR. Taylor and Wheeler started things out with a basic lockup and shoulder block combo. The classic. Wheeler uh, quickly brought in Harwood as they began to focus on Chuckle T's left arm. Or is it Chucky T? Chucky T. See, they need to change Chucky the font. T. Chuckle T. They need to change the font on this website because the eyes, like, there's barely any separation between it, so it looks like an L. Yeah. Chucky T's left arm. Trent eventually repla replaced his partner. Um, eventually replaced his partner and traded some chops with Harwood in the corner. FTR began to establish dominance as it used quick tags to keep both men fresh while they isolated Trent on their side of the ring. Taylor tagged in or tagged in to give his partner a break but Blackard tripped him at one point to give his guys the advantage. Uh, Trent came back in to help Taylor recover and take control. Harwood took out Taylor to make it a two-on-one fight for a few minutes. This allowed FTR to hit a few double-team moves but they were unable to get the pin over a resilient Trent. They began to pick up steam as both teams hit a variety of DDTs on each other. The classics. Trent and Wheeler fought into the crowd, and Sue's son ended up being thrown into an arcade cabinet. Uh, Sabian sent Penelope Ford running into running to the back. Uh, Taylor returned just in time to prevent FTR's finisher. Wheeler was uh, Wheeler was able to use the title belt to hit Taylor behind the ref's back, allowing Harwood to cover him for the win. It's always that dang title belt, I'm telling you. Ford returned with Miro, and he absolutely destroyed Taylor and Trent for breaking the arcade game. <laughs> uh, grade B plus. Yeah. That dang arcade um, Yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't impressed. <clears throat> Sorry, that's just me. Kip Sabian and Miro, one of your favorites, versus Sean Maluda and Lee Johnson. You love you some Miro. I do. The former Rusev. Miro Day. Miro Day. Miro and Sabian. He should get a shirt like that and then sell it to WWE fans. They'll be pissed. Miro and Sabian remained in the ring and took part in the second match immediately after the commercial break. Their opponents for the night were Sean Maluda and Lee Johnson. Miro asserted his dominance right away by taking Maluda down and bringing him out of the ring so he could throw him into the barricade. Sabian tagged in momentarily, but he brought Miro back in right away so he could apply a deep camel clutch for the submission victory. Miro and Sabian gave a promo directly directed at best friends. They blamed them for breaking Sabian's arcade cabinet. Again with the arcade cabinet, which he called his most prized possession. Grade C. Nice. 
I don't have much to say. <laughs> Honestly, I just, you know what, AEW, Miro is really awesome. He was awesome in WWE before he started with uh, this whole Bobby Lashley Lana thing. I like the um, Rusev Day thing. You know, yeah. I'm going to miss I didn't, that. I, I, but... I didn't like the, the Machka, you know, the, the yeah. Lion Brute. Yeah, but I didn't like the whole wedding crasher, which that was funny. No. Some of it, you know, when he broke out of that yeah. cake, that was funny. But I did like Rusev Day Rusev. That was yeah. the best of his career so far. Yeah, I did like that. And the thing is, like, I think he may incorporate that a little bit in AEW. But yeah, it was an all right match. Yeah. Yeah. MJF's big announcement. Oh yes. MJF was out with Wardlow after the break to reveal the big announcement he had been teasing all week on social media. He started out by addressing the booze he received and insulted the crowd, of course. He brought, because he's a baby, he brought out Chris Jericho to be pre uh, present for his announcement. Le Champion was not alone, as he had the entire inner circle by his side. Sammy Guevara, Guevara didn't seem to want to wear his inner circle jacket because it was way too big, but Jericho made him put it on. Jericho quickly tired of MJF's flattery and told him to get to the point. Maxwell Jacob Friedman brought up how both men are at the top of their game, but have never crossed paths in the ring. Uh, MJF struggled to say what he really wanted, but after several attempts, he said he might want to join the inner circle. Ortiz took the mic and said he doesn't want MJF in the group, but Jericho said he would think about it. He suggested MJF would meet him next week for a steak dinner, which led to a small chant for steaks from the crowd. Grade B. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I like what Jericho brings to the ring. I really do. He, he's hilarious. He can be a big baby, like a whining crybaby, or he can be, be like the toughest guy in the ring. Um, and MJF, I don't know, he's a big suck. So, <laughs> with Jeff lets him join, or I mean, sorry, if Chris lets him join, then so be it. Steak, 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 steak. Yeah. Cody versus Orange Cassidy, TNT Championship. Was freshly squeezed there? We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Darby Allen was shown watching from the crowd as Cody made his entrance for the TNT title match. Cody tried to get Cassidy to engage with him, but the slacker kept avoiding contact. Freshly squeezed, yep, there we go. Freshly squeezed, yeah. teased, teased, locking up before putting his hands in his pockets. The American Nightmare shoved him back, and Cassidy decided it was time to try. He forced Cody to the corner and made a clean break. The champ immediately took control of a rear uh, waist lock, but, um, but OC broke free with a unique counter. You could see Cody felt disrespected by Cassidy's attitude as the show went to commercial. As the match progressed during the break, you could see Cassidy putting more effort into the match as Cody became more vicious. OC avoided a double axe handle and hit his trademark low kicks. Cody responded with an uppercut, but Cassidy fired back with a super kick and a suicide dive. John Silver ran down and tried to attack Cassidy with the TNT belt, but he failed, and the entire Dark Order was booted from the ringside. He handed the belt to Arn Anderson before rolling Cody into the ring. The challenger hit a couple of his signature moves, but every, every time he hit one, the champ responded with a more impactful maneuver. He dragged Cassidy to the corner and slammed his knee into the ring post. He applied a half-crab submission, but let go when he couldn't maintain the hold. The American Nightmare hit a reverse superplex from the top rope, but Cassidy still kicked out at two. OC hit a diving DDT from the middle rope and a Michinoku driver for a pair of two counts. OC hit a beautiful tornado DDT followed by a, be a beach break. 
but Cody did not stay down for the pin. As the announcer informed that they had less than a minute left, Cody rolled, uh, Cassidy rolled Cody up. The ref counted to two before the bell rang, and because of the time expiring, OC was less than a second away from winning the title. Grade, A-. minus. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yep. Quite a lot of action in it. Kept me well in. And a very dramatic ending. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. He would have won that title. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they couldn't get the title off Cody that fast. He just won it last oh, week. That's right. Off of Brody Lee, of all people. Well, yeah, exactly. Akara... I was actually quite shocked at that. Yeah. Akara Shida versus Big Swole. AEW Women's Championship. Yeah. Swole offered a handshake to Sheeta before they locked up to get the action going. Sheeta hit a few body blows, but Swole shoved her down and started running the ropes. Uh, they, the mat, they matched each other move for move but until they knocked each other down. Sheeta missed the kip up, but still managed to take control and set up Swole from uh, running knee on the apron. As the show went to commercial, Swole shoved uh, Sheeta into the cameraman, who returned just as the challenger nailed the champ with a big headbutt. They took the fight out of the ring where Swole hit a cutter on the, st- cutter on the stage. She hit another one in the ring, but only scored a near fall. You remember when the cutter used to do the move that we, you hit the cutter and it's over? Yeah, not anymore. Apparently they still get up. <laughs> you can hit three or four of them and still be good. It's like when I watched, uh, it was uh, Tommy Dreamer's uh, Hardcore, House of Hardcore, little like indie show they yeah. got. And yeah. those matches are literally just a bunch of people doing like wrestlers' special moves, finishers the whole match. Like, there was one dude that hit a freaking, hit a spear, hit a uh, pedigree, hit a tombstone, RKO, stunner. Like, he was hitting the stunner, the RKO, everything. Uh, the rock bottom. the And they even named him, too. The people's elbow. He did all that stuff. And dude kept kicking out, too. I'm like, dude, what is this show? <laughs> right? Dude, dude, the whole match, the whole moveset was just finishers. One dude did one dude did an RKO. Or not RKO, but it's 619 and... One did a freaking twisted twist of fate. I'm like, dude, this is just WWE move finishers. Yeah, the whole match. But uh, uh, Sheeta hit a straight jacket German suplex, but Swole kicked out. Jim Ross corrected, pointing out that Swole's shoulders were never on the mat. Uh, both women hit their finishers, but could not keep each other down for the pin. Sheeta finally finished Swole off with a running knee for the win. Uh, grade C plus. Yep, it is what it is. <laughs> and the main event of the night. Yes. John Moxley versus Lance Archer. AEW World Championship, no disqualification. Yep. Uh, Love it. Uh, Archer th- uh, threw a member of their production crew through a plane of, or a pane of glass during his, his entrance. That was rude. As soon as Moxley hit the ring, he dropped uh, Archer with a paradigm shift for a quick two count. The Murderhawk Monster, okay, Murderhawk Monster, there you go, uh, took control for a moment, but Mox drop kicked him off the apron and hit a suicide dive. When they fought when they fought around the ring, Archer used the barricade to turn the tables. Moxley hit a clothesline, and Archer just smiled at him. They collided again, and it was Moxley who went flying. Archer hit a senton from the apron to take him down to the floor. During the break, the challenger set up a couple of tables at ringside. He attempted a choke slam, but Moxley countered to avoid disaster. They traded strikes until Archer blasted Moxley off his feet. Mox grabbed some chairs from under the ring and he used one to nail his opponent in the face. Archer chokeslammed Moxley through two chairs for a near fall. Jake Roberts had to help his client escape an ankle lock by, putting, uh, by pulling him out of the ring. The Murderhawk monster hit the champ in the face with a trash can. Moxley counted him on the apron and hit a paradigm shift to put Archer through the tables. 
When they got back in the ring, Moxley hit his finisher again, but only got a two count. Archer picked him up and hit the blackout. But when he went to a cover, Moxley rolled him over for the pin and the win. <laughs> but boy, with, yep. the, with the roll-up, the barely win. You know how it is. Uh, exactly. Eddie Kingston and the Lucha Bros, Bros helped Moxley after the match and appeared to congratulate him on the win before Kingston hit him with a cheap shot and choked him out. Grade A. Yeah, it was a good match. Anything with Moxley has got to be at the minimum in oh, yeah. A-. Like, that's just that's a requirement. Yeah, he's a tough SOB. He is really, yeah. As I said, he's a tough son gun. Son gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Son gun. <laughs> anyway, that wasn't a you know great week. It wasn't a bad week. We're all won the won the week. Um, but like you like you were pointing out, a lot of it was the the pre the uh, draft matches. Yeah, is what I call them, is because a lot of those like some of the bigger matches had to do with like draft results. Yeah, and see, the thing, too, like, I like when they do that. This is, um, my son and I were talking about this, too. I like to see it more, and you and I said this on Saturday as well, that we want to see more matches of, like, you know, the manager or uh, the general manager comes out and says, okay, well, you know what, I want this pick, and, you know, they put two wrestlers together and whoever wins that match is the one that gets to go on or the general manager loses their pick or whatever, you know? Yeah. This is the kind of stuff that we like to see. Yeah. You know, and they don't do that as much anymore. So, you know, it was, um, it was good to see part of that, but it was also um, just kind of took up most of SmackDown because she would come out after every commercial break, pretty much, and talk about the um, whoever was picked, you know. So yeah, it was just it kind of took up half the show and it ruined it for me. Right. Yeah. So. Well, that's uh, another week in the books. Yeah, sir. I am glad to have you here with me. Absolutely. And uh, we're not doing the live tonight, All right? That's next week. Yeah, next Saturday night. It uh, should be seven p.m. I'm not sure. It depends on if our buddy Jason's with us. It might be a little bit earlier. Perfect. So I get to go watch my, my Irish. Yeah. And then I get to take a nap for the rest of the night. So I hope you have a good night, Vicky. Yes. I hope everyone watching this or that will watch this have, has a good night, evening, morning, whenever you watch it. And yes. I will. We will see you as Ver my my old friend Vernon said. See y'all on the flip side. Absolutely. That's an old one I haven't heard in a while, huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But you have a good one. Peace, you too. everybody. Bye.